Hey y'all, welcome to the First Responder. A podcast all about responding to life's needs. This show is a whole situation, but your host DeAndre will bring you the tips and tools to change your life. It's drastically changed my life. It's amazing. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. So sit back, relax, and put a prayer on it. The show starts right now. Hey y'all, welcome to season two, episode three of the First Responders Podcast. And today's topic for conversations from the heart is social emotional health of children during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, responders, so I could not do this by myself. I had to invite one of my dear friends who's like a sister to me, who have mentored me, who has been in the business of helping people for such a long time. I had to invite Miss Regina Fleming Harris. Hey, child. Hey, sugar. You know what? That was such an awesome introduction and listen we mentored each other so this is not a a one-way street honey we we go back and forth down this street deandra so you know you mentor me and we mentor each other so you got to give yourself credit too sugar well i really appreciate it and just to give you guys some background pretty much regina and i met working at the same school and pretty much I am still a counselor for parents and she's a counselor for students and pretty much we met working together and collaborating and just delivering so much to the parents to make sure they had all the necessary resources to help their children succeed. Yes, that it was just such an awesome experience. I had I've never met anyone like Deandra before. She oh, was just amazing and still is an amazing human being. She just pours her heart and soul into our community, into our children, and and especially into our parents. And she is just the epitome of, and an example of, um, an inspiration to parents. And being in the school system, it's just amazing to have someone like her. So thank you for all you do to support our students and their families, Deandra. Oh, thank you so much, Regina. So, I want you to let the responders know about your business. So responders, we know that Miss Regina is a guidance counselor um, at the school level, but she has a side hustle. So pretty much she's going to talk to us about her business that she does on the side and the services she offers. Oh, thank you so much, DeAndra, for for giving me the opportunity and this platform to be able to um, let our parents and our community know a little bit about what I do. Um, As DeAndra said, I am a school counselor and have been a school counselor for uh, 21 years. And I also um, am a licensed professional counselor here in the state of Georgia. Um, And I work with another school counselor and a licensed professional counselor, and her name is Latoria Harrison. And we work together in the Latoria group. And our um, services 
Um, we are, are kind of starting out new um, and it has been a rewarding experience thus far, but we provide um, outside um, counseling and therapy for um, students, for children, their families, adolescents, and uh, family counseling. Um, we're also going to be adding pretty soon coaching. And I'll tell you just a little bit about that. Um, it Coaching is a little bit different than counseling, but I wanted to focus on a niche in our society um, of parents, um, especially now during this uh, coronavirus and, and uncertain times, um, just targeting uh, parents who are trying to navigate the educational system um, and advocacy for their children. A lot of times parents don't know um, or, or how to advocate. So that's going to be a part of the uh, practice as well. And that's going to be coming soon. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that because after all, parents are like the best advocate for their children. Yes. I yes. always tell my parents, I, I got this information at a conference um, from the P national PTA president one time he said, your children are on the menu, but are you at the table? Okay. That's so, it. No matter what, they're going to remain on the menu. I but love are that. Are you at the table? Are you helping make decisions about your child? Yes. Yes. So I love the whole yes. coaching aspect because our parents, a lot of times, they want to know how. How exactly. You know, things exactly. are different you know, from when Absolutely. I was little. So how, the how-to part, because mm -hmm. we know that parenting does not come with a manual. Yes. Yes, absolutely, Deandra. I ditto everything that you just said. Um, some parents don't need or don't feel that they need um, therapy or counseling um, yes. for their children or for themselves. They just want answers, as you said. They just want to know, like, tell me what to do. Tell me how to get from point A to point B. And I will try it and I will work it out. And if it doesn't work, guess what? We'll come back and figure it out. But uh, parents just need some help and some guidance and, and that that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And I'm, I'm very excited to be able to offer that opportunity um, as a, you know, as an outreach to the community and to support our families. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Regina. So our topic for this particular podcast episode is the social emotional health of children during COVID-19 and I was reading some literature and discovered that studies show that children are likely to experience worry, anxiety, and fear such as fear of dying, fear of relatives dying, or the fear of what it means to receive medical treatment for COVID-19. How can mm -hmm. our parents address children's social emotional needs during this pandemic? That's an excellent, excellent question. And you're absolutely um, right with your statistics. And as we've heard and seen that these are uncertain times, it's uncharted territory. And we've heard that before. And um, it, it has been challenging. It really has been. And really during this time to meet the social emotional needs of our children, um, during this time is no different than any other time. Um, the same things that we've done 
um, in a traditional educational setting, a brick and mortar setting, are the same things that we would do during this time, even more so and, and being more um, vigilant of supporting our, our children during this, um, during this very uncertain time. And so many kids are experiencing trauma and loss yeah. during this time. And I know oftentimes we think of trauma or loss and grief uh, associated with death of loved ones or, or experiencing a, um, uh, abuse and neglect, but trauma and grief and loss can be the loss of routines, the yeah. loss of relationships, the loss of friendships, and just the loss of, of things that we, that were normal to us. That is a form of grief and loss. And so during these times, we need to check in and, and continue to make connections um, with, our, with our children and continuing to build even more so those, um, those relationships. So that's crucial during this time, checking in with our children and not just letting them fall by the wayside. Like, oh, they're at home, mm -hmm. they're safe, yes, but, but safe emotionally, are they? Are they safe socially? And emotionally, we need to be checking in and making those connections. That's that's one number one way to uh, help support our students and our children during this time. Um, another way is to um, um, don't ignore what's happening around us. Be open and honest yes. with our children. Don't don't just brush it aside like, oh, it's going to go away. It'll be you know, it'll be fine. And don't just be cavalier about it. Be honest and open and answer their questions. And if you don't know an answer to the question, just be honest about it. I don't know, but I'll find out. Yes. So that that's the second uh, tip that I want to um, I want to address. Very important. Um, a third um, way to support our students um, during uh, COVID-19 um, socially and emotionally is um, it is important to um, normalize their emotions um, and give children ways to outlets and creative ways to deal with their emotion. Don't just brush their emotions aside, just, you know, talk to them and help them to understand what, what it all means. Um, and, and again, that ties into those uh, staying connected with uh, loved ones, uh, try to stay connected with friends and trying to stay connected uh, with classmates as much as possible. So trying to normalize their, um, their emotions. Um, another way to also um, support our students socially and emotionally um, sometimes you can feel helpless. Parents can feel helpless. I understand I'm a parent too, and DeAndre, you are as well. Yeah. And during this time, we can, it can feel helpless and we can feel hopeless sometimes. Um, and, and when you feel like you're spiraling or even your child is spiraling, that is the time to seek the professional help that you need. Don't feel embarrassed or ashamed to reach out for counseling and support. Um, because that's what we're here for. We're, we're all going through this and we are all experiencing some sense of, um, of, of um, the unknown and what, what does that look like? And it might be different for you and for me, but when you feel yourself spiraling or your child, be sure to seek 
uh, professional help. That's very, very important. Um, just as you said before, DeAndre, so many of our children, as well as our, our families, are experiencing um, anxiety and, mm -hmm. and stressors during this time. So it's very important to seek professional help when you feel like you, um, you're helpless or even if you feel hopeless. And there's always hope. But sometimes we get that sense, um, that hopelessness during this time, because we we don't know what to do or where to turn or who to turn to. Um, and then finally, um, a couple of other tips is to encourage um, creativity, um, yes. you know, doing crafts and singing and dancing, whatever that looks like for you, have hobbies. Um, you know, helping. I know during this time, a lot of uh, children are helping our frontline um, workers um, and getting them out there involved as much as you can, but safely in our community and helping others, um, creating routines as much as possible um, and helping to manage stress, like exercising and, and doing fun activity. But most importantly, I want to end with with um with this getting rest yeah is so important and and relaxation and getting our kids out and getting some fresh air so trying to 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 balance all of those things i know it can be difficult but those are routines that we do anyway and i know parents are doing a lot of those things and uh it wouldn't be any different in a virtual or digital world than it would be in a brick and mortar setting so those are just a few tips of how to support our our children, um, social, emotional needs. I, I love it. Responders, I hope you were taking notes. If you are driving, listen now, but go back and replay this episode and take notes. Those were great tips. Thank you so much, Regina. So on to my next question. Digital learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this yes, learning yes, <laughs> has so many meanings at this point in the game because we have parents who are protesting against yes. digital learning. Mm -hmm. You have teachers who are for digital learning because they are are afraid of losing their lives mm -hmm. um, by teaching in a classroom with students. So. With all of the dissensions that we have right now between the pros and cons of digital learning, how can parents support their child or children during online learning? Yes, DeAndre, you have said a mouthful. We, we are following uh, um, digital learning pros and cons across the nation. Um, and there are many parents for it and there are many parents against it. Um, but I think that it all comes down to, um, what we're comfortable with. And I think if parents understand, um, what digital learning can look like and that mm -hmm. it can be just as successful as a brick and mortar traditional, uh, uh, um, setting, um, if not more so if you have the right components. Um, and I wanna say digital learning is different, but it doesn't mean that it has to be difficult. And yes. I, wanna, I wanna say that again, digital learning is different, but it doesn't have to be difficult. And um, some of the same um, tips that I gave 
for how to support your child during the social emotional, during their social emotional needs during COVID-19 is pretty much overlapping for digital learning. Um, and I want to start off by saying that if parents treat it as a um, necessary and important um, opportunity, um, then kids will see it that way as well. If we are woe is me and we're putting it down before we even had the opportunity to 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 really delve into it and, and make it successful, then guess what? Our kids are going to feel the same way. Yeah. So how to support our students doing uh, digital learning? First of all, creating routines and structure. Yes. That's number one, creating rules creating routines just as if they were in waking up every day going to a brick and mortar school. That is so important. It's not a vacation. I know with my child, he, I, you know, that was kind of, it was difficult at first, but once we got into a routine, he realized that, okay, this is important. This is not vacation. This is important. So creating those structures and routines from the very beginning is very important. Um, another way to support uh, online and digital learning and to make it successful is communicating with the teacher. Oh, wow. Communicating, yes. communicating is, you would do that in a face-to-face -face brick and mortar traditional uh, educational setting. It's even more important on a virtual platform. Teachers are there to support you the same way. So communicating is extremely, extremely important. And not just with the teachers, all stakeholders, even the counselor. The counselor is online and available to support families as well. So teachers, counselors, administrators, and all other uh, stakeholders, uh, those that support your uh, children uh, in a brick and mortar setting, they're there virtually to support you as well. So reach out and connect with those um, that are involved with your children. Um, another way to support our children uh, digitally is to, again, build a schedule. Uh, kids want routines. Again, I can't stress that enough. And that's going to be uh, woven throughout all of the tips that I'm giving because it's 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 very important to have structure and routines. I always say if if kids start their day off, if they come to school late, then that's their job. It's going to be impacted. So mm -hmm. as a part of their routine, making sure that they are up, making sure that they're starting on time, all of those things that you would traditionally do, it applies to a virtual setting as well. Um, and also having parents model, model these, these different um, schedules and routines, model what that looks like. Uh, model hard work, model persistence, show your students, your children, what this is supposed to look like. So modeling is very, very important because if they see that you are doing it and you can do it, they will be motivated to do it as well. As well. Um, setting up a, a workspace, just like in their classroom, those kids come into their classroom, they have their own workspace, their desk, doing the same thing at home, having their own little office space, their own space to work is very, very important as well. And another important tip, parents, is to make sure that you understand and learn your digital online platform. That could be another reason why parents are, are hesitant about it is because they don't understand how it works. If you 
get an understanding and a good understanding of how the digital platform works, it will make for an easier transition with kids um, online. Um, and again, creating a, a school climate, just like school, uh, have recess, let them go outside, take brain breaks. All of those things are what your teachers do in a classroom every single day, the same routines at home. Um, and then also asking the teachers for um, skills that the kids will be working on. Like what are those skills? So that way parents, if you're kind of uneasy or, or not understanding some of the skills, you can do your own research. So getting those skills ahead of time um, from your teachers, they would be happy to give you the skills that the kids need to, uh, need to work on. Um, and then finally, uh, mixing screen time with old school. Now, Deandra, you know the old school. <laughs> I know we, we try to get away from the ditto worksheets and things mm -hmm. like that. But in this case, I recommend a little mix of both the old traditional way as well as the virtual. We know kids are virtually online and they're uh, filling in um, uh, worksheets that they can fill in online. But I still say the old school way is still a very good way and it has served us well. So ask for hard copies of worksheets and do them uh, you know, with your students, working with them to fill out those, um, to complete their assignments. And then stay connected, stay connected yes. with friends, stay connected with classmates and other parents, because remember, you're not in this alone. And we're not gonna be learning digitally forever. But in the meantime, this is where we are. And this is where we are in, in our world. And we just have to make the best of it. And I think that some of these tips, if you can implement as many of these tips as possible, it will make for a more fun and successful digital uh, platform. Yes. And, and you know what, Regina, I, I'm just thinking as you were speaking, I was thinking about our parents who are at work. Yes. During this. Yes. So they're entrusting digital learning, you know, yes. with their children, with the caregiver. Yes. But then when they get off from work, they have to come home mm -hmm. and oversee and check to see what's going on. Right. Parents, I am here for you. Um, I I went through that. I, I used to say, tease my daughter all the time. I'm like, baby, I feel like you're in night school. Yeah. Because there was yeah. times I had, I had work to do in the daytime. Mm -hmm. So if it was something that she needed extra support or my son needed extra support with, I couldn't attend to them until I was done working. Right. But we worked together. And also, um, a lot of times the teachers have help sessions and they will email you ahead of time to let you know when the help sessions are. Mm -hmm. Please put it on your calendars. I had so many alarms set in my phone. Okay. Yeah. Help session is at this time. Riley's help session is at that time. And even if they didn't even need help, I still made them show up. Right. <laughs> like, you still may miss something because you're not in the classroom. So mm -hmm. I want you to show up and I want you to show the teacher that, you know what, I'm trying. You know, and yes. so I think that's important as well. But that whole piece of staying connected with your teachers. Yes. I, it was almost like I was emailing my teachers at least every other day. Hey, do we have this? Especially my son being in middle school because he has multiple teachers. Right. 
Right. So it's like, okay, right. this teacher has this digital page. This teacher has that digital page. Yeah. So just making sure that he's staying on top of his learning and everything he needs to submit. But right. it, it's not forever, but you still have to bloom where you're planted. And so right now, this is where we're planting. This is where we plan. I love that. I love that. And you gave an excellent tip that I'm going to try myself with the uh, setting the alarm on the phone. And I hadn't really thought about that. And we're so, in such a technological age. Um, I, you would think that would be the first thing I would think about. But um, setting the alarm. I love that tip. And I'm going to write that down because uh, and teaching kids to set their own and kids are more technologically savvy than we are. So teaching them and letting them set their own alarms and creating their own schedule like, you yes. know, this time you have this during the day and this during the day. But it's also important to build in fun relaxation. It doesn't have to be eight hours of online all day every day it you have to build in time for fun even building in pe and all of those extra make your own music you know if you want to you know you're going to have those special schedules some of them and i know that that might look different too but we just have to make it as um engaging and uh, and successful as an experience as possible for our students and um and let them know that we're not going to be doing this forever but this is where we are now. And I like what you said. This is where we're planted right now. So we must bloom. And it takes, must it, bloom. It, it takes a whole, it's a family effort. Absolutely. And, you know, I think sometimes parents look at it like, oh, but he, he's, he doesn't focus or she doesn't focus or, uh -huh. you know, whatever they're going through. But it takes all of us. Yes. And we all have to pitch in. And we That's all right. have to say, you know, you may have to get on a Zoom with the teacher. You know, when that child is on that Zoom, you may have to get on and you're looking at how they're doing that particular math problem. Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, you're involved. You're learning with your right. child. And that's okay because that's what we do. We learn with our kids. That's so, it. You know, that's very healthy. So I yes. definitely, definitely agree with the fact that the parental involvement, it's almost like, we're put in a position where you're forced to be involved mm -hmm. or your child won't succeed. There, there are no little cracks and, you know, creases and, and ways your child could fall through and make it. I mean, you right. have to be involved. Absolutely. These times. Yes. Um, and, and, you yes. Know, and remain that way once the brick and mortar institutions open back up absolutely absolutely i was gonna say the exact same thing you just said like you we have to remain involved and um and don't just let this be uh, like you said in our virtual involvement this is a a lifelong we're investing in our children and um virtually might not be the way we would choose to uh, educate our children, but it can be just as successful or even more so if we are more open-minded about it and if we um, take into consideration um, the guidelines and the tips and, um, and, and having an open mind with our children and look at it as a positive and not a negative. And if we can do that, then our children will surely follow suit and do the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, I, we want to be here to support our families and, and throughout, like you said, DeAndre, not just on the virtual setting, but when we, when we open back up, cause we will open back up. Um, 
And we want to continue to build that relationship with our communities, with our, and with our families. Yes. Oh my goodness. This has just been an amazing conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a conversation from the heart. So Miss Regina, we want to keep in touch with you. We don't want this to just be the first and last time. How can we keep in touch with you? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to, to give you um, my contact information. So our website is Latoria.com. And you can go to that website. And we also have a blog with a lot of um, very useful information um, to help our families and help our children deal with um, with different issues that they might be facing. And there are different resources on our website as well. Um, again, it's Latoria.com. And um, my contact information is also on the um, website. Um, again, we um, have a blog attached to it as well as some resources and uh, frequently asked questions. You can also go on and um, click on the contact so you can set up a free consultation and we can talk about whether coaching would be good for you and your family or whether you feel like your child might need um, some counseling, some additional counseling outside of school. So that is how we can be reached um, okay. on Latoria.com. Now, Miss Regina, how do we spell Latoria.com? Uh, thank you. Thank you for asking that. Latoria is L-A-T-O-R-I-A. Again, that's L-A-T-O-R-I-A.com. And I also have a phone number that I would like to give. It is 470-737- 0055. Again, that's 470-737-0055. You can call or you can go to the website and set up a um, appointment and we can reach out to you and help guide you um, in the direction to help me reach your goals, whether that's through coaching or whether that is through uh, therapeutic counseling. Okay, that is so Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just hope you continue to remain safe. And I'm going to do that on my end. Yes, 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 you too, you too, um, Deandra, and thank you, thank you for this opportunity, and this is such an amazing platform that you have, and I am so proud of you, and so happy um, that you have invited me to this podcast, I, I was very um, excited when you asked me to do this, and this is such an awesome opportunity, and I appreciate all that you are doing, and continue to do to reach out to our families and our communities, and uh, thank you so much for this partnership and linking us together. And I am here to support you as well as our community and our families um, to help meet those needs. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Miss Regina. All right, sweetie, you take care and be safe. Yes, you too. All right, honey. All right, bye-bye. Bye -bye.
Thank you for listening to The First Responder. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to check out our Instagram at The First Responder. We look forward to having you join us next episode. Take care.